weakness, God. Through you we overcome. The Lamb has overcome. He died so that we could be overcomers. He died so that we could be set free. Amen. standing for the reading of God's Word from Exodus chapter 14. Thank you, choir. Thank you, worship team. God bless you for your ministry and leading us in worship today. Thank you to all of those that are obeying God and tithing and worship of giving. Amen. Last Sunday morning in the early service, we began the first of this part of the series on miracles. And I continued with part two this morning in that early service. And uh, today I'm going to try to attempt to preach part one and two in this service. Amen. Put both of them together. Next Sunday morning we have Jonathan Kahn in this service, and it will start at 1030, but I will preach part three in the early service. From Exodus chapter 14, everyone looking at verse 21, And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night and made the sea dry land and the waters were divided and the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon dry ground and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left can you say amen to God's word you may be seated Israel faced with an incredible challenge but I'm here to declare that their God was not dead. Their God was very much alive. Amen. 
faced with an insurmountable obstacle in front of them called the Red Sea. The Red Sea is 1,400 miles long. At its greatest width, it is 220 miles across. We don't know exactly where, but it is felt that uh, where the children of Israel were attempting to cross uh, was not at the closest proximity, nor was it at the greatest proximity of the, uh, of the two shorelines as far as the width. The depth of the Red Sea is about 7,200 feet. So you can see that it was a very difficult challenge in front of them. And they could not get to their promise without going through some things. I'm here to declare that sometimes God brings us through some things to get to our promise. And he who wrought a good work 3,500 years ago to the crossing and the dividing of a sea and the passage of his people to their promise is still alive today. Amen. Now in front of them the Red Sea, but behind them, what was in one commentary that I was reading, the crack troops of the Egyptian army with their chariotry, their chariots and horsemen that were unrivaled. It was the kingdom of that day. And in hot pursuit, not having learned their lesson from the Passover, but still wanting to overtake Israel who was now encompassed in the land, the Red Sea in front of them, mountains to one side, and now the Egyptians coming up behind them. The people see the problem, chapter 14, verse 10, and they fear. It says they were afraid. I want to challenge us this morning, friends. We cannot allow fear to rule our lives. Amen. At the first diagnosis, don't let the devil come in and unsettle your faith with fear. He's good at that. He does that. Uh, that is one of his main tactical uh, uh, weapons that he uses is, is the state of fear and dread that he places on people when pe God's people are confronted with challenges. And he brings fear, and it says they were afraid, and they began to cry unto the Lord. Verse 13 God says to them through Moses, fear not. I've come with a word on this Sunday morning that somebody needs to hear, fear not. Fear not. I, I don't know what everyone is facing. I don't know what challenges uh, may be standing before you or behind you, but I do have a word that God gave to the people through Moses, and he said, fear not. And then with the fear not, don't let fear uh, be exacerbated in your life to the point that it disrupts your foundation of faith because that's how the devil works. He wants you to see the largeness of the problem, uh, the, how, how huge the problem is before you and behind you, and, and he wants to bring fear, and Moses says, fear not. But then he gives a word to them, stand still. Because what happens so many times, fear comes in and it begins to work in our spirit and we, we either want to back up, we, we want to go back to Egypt. We, we think that the garlic and the leeks sounds real good right about now. Amen. 
Uh, we, we think that uh, what we used to have a, a few weeks ago, a few days ago, uh, back in Egypt under the slavery and, and under the taskmaster of Pharaoh uh, was much better than the freedom we're enjoying today. Uh, listen, fear will cause you to do some things and get out of the will of God. And so he says, fear not, but stand still. Rather than you doing the wrong thing, going the wrong way, uh, Moses has a word under the inspiration of God, and he says, stand still. You know, there comes a time that you just need to let that foundation of faith uh, just begin to emerge. We're all humans, and we're all, uh, when we are confronted with obstacles, uh, we begin to deal with these spiritually, emotionally, and we, we, and we begin to look at the circumstances, and all of that has to be analyzed and taken into account. But when the bottom line is written, friends, there still has to be that foundation of faith, which is the Word of God, that we're standing on God's Word, amen, which is a sure footing. And so sometimes you just need to hear a word, stand still. Don't run. Don't back up. Don't flee to the right or the left. Just stand still. Because God gave a word, you're going to see the salvation of the Lord. If the devil can convince you that it is so bad and that you're, you're under such challenge and such attack uh, that there's no help for you. Friends, he'll have you doing something that God never ordained for you to do. So Moses said, rather than run back to Egypt, run back to Pharaoh, just stand still for a minute. Just position yourself where you can get a word from the Lord and you can begin to realize, hey, the God that brought us out is going to bring us in. I don't know how, because there's many times in our Christian walk, in our faith walk, we don't see how it's going to work out. But when you're positioned and you're standing, having done all, the scripture says, stand. Somebody needs to hear that word. You may not know what to do as far as the next step. Just stand still and watch the salvation of God. Look at Exodus 14, 14. Somebody's got a current word right here. You know, let me, let me just say something about this passage. This passage made it to faith's hall of fame for a reason. God wants everybody to connect with this passage because there's some very tangible, realistic things that people go through when they're faced with ensuing armies and challenges that loom before them. And there are certain fears and anxieties that rise up in all of our lives. And the, God put this in Hebrews 11 for a reason. In fact, I want everybody to turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, and I want you to see how important this is. First, everybody turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Verse 10 of 1 Corinthians 10, Neither murmur ye as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. What happened to the murmurers? They were destroyed of the destroyer. But look at this. All these things, and he's talking about what happened in the Old Testament, were happened unto them for insamples, examples, that they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. God gave these illustrations in the Old Testament. So that as we walk through this New Testament dispensation, this hour uh, prior to the coming of the Lord with all of the challenges and difficulties uh, that can confront believers and confront the church, he does not want us to murmur and he does not want us to fear as people did. And they saw the hand of the destroyer. 
And so what he says back in Exodus 14, 14, the Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Hallelujah. I want somebody to take Exodus 14, 14 and I want you to put your initials right there. Amen. I want you to just put your initials right there beside that verse and claim that it is the Lord that's going to fight for you. And you're going to hold your peace. You're not going to dispense murmur. You're not going to dispense fear, negativity. But you're going to hold your peace for the Lord is going to fight for you. Amen. And that's the word that Moses was giving them. Now in verse 15, after he gives them this word, the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel. Before, a few verses before it was stand still. What is it now? Go forward. Go forward. Sometimes you just need another word to come alongside. You've stood still long enough. You've got a word from the Lord that God's on your side. And if God be for you, who can be against you? That no weapon formed against you shall prosper. That every tongue that rises against you in judgment. The Bible says in Isaiah, thou shalt condemn. For this is the heritage of the saints of the Lord. And their righteousness, your righteousness is not of yourself. Your righteousness is of him. Amen. His righteousness imputed into us. He says, stop praying, Moses. Go forward. When you've done all and you've stood still, there comes a time that God breathes a word into you. Go forward. Oh, but God, did you just forget what's in front of me? God gave a specific direction. Somebody may be here this morning listening online and you need a specific direction. God gave them something very specific. He didn't say turn around and fight the Egyptians. He didn't say run, climb the mountains to your left. He, he said go forward, which meant, well, God, there's a Red Sea there. He said go forward. But God, there's, there, there's, it, it could be 220 miles if we're at the widest part or, or at the closest proximity, six to eight miles. But it's still a, a very big obstacle in front of us. But God says, go forward. But God, we don't know how. God says, go forward. But God, we don't know when. God says, now, go forward. That was a word that says, it's time to move. It's time to do something. Friends, the church has been sitting for too long, and it's time to go forward. There are some goes in the Word of God that we cannot take lightly. He says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. I'm waiting for my commission. I'm waiting for my calling. Listen, Jesus gave it when he was ascending into heaven, and he said, go. And it's time the church pick, pick up the marching orders of Jesus. When the parable was given uh, of the man that was uh, uh, among the thieves, a good Samaritan, and, and came along and he bandaged the man up and, and he, he, he put him on his beast and took him and, and, and had, his, had him well taken care of till the man was healed. You know what Jesus said? Go thou and do likewise. Somebody's needing to hear a word from the Lord this morning. I'm, I'm here to declare there's a G-O in the word of God that we all need to receive. And for you, it may be going to the Czech Republic. For you, it may be going to the juvenile shelter this week. It may be going to the jails this week. It may be going down the street to give a cup of cold, cold water. But I'm here to declare, go forward. Yeah. Hallelujah. I don't ever read of backing up in the economy of God. Amen. Forward was a command and a direction. 
and an initiative to begin. But the Red Sea was in front of them. But, 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 but God, we don't have the money. But God, we're too old and feeble. But God, uh, there's walls uh, over there in Jericho and, uh, Jericho, and there's great giants over in that land. God said, go forward. There's a mountain that stands in my way. You know what Jesus said? Speak to the mountain. For too long, we've offered God all the reasoning why we can't do some things. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Hallelujah. Friends, Jesus gave, and we just preached the, the series of messages. He said, the gates of hell will not prevail against my church. If you tie what you're doing to his church, I'm telling you that is a compact, that is a covenant because you know that his church is not going under. His church is going to pass through. His church is going on to the promises of God being fulfilled. His church, he's coming back for a, a bride without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. You just need to get connected to the right thing. You need to get connected to what you know is going to work, what you know is going to be successful in this time. And I can tell you the Lord's church is. Amen. Point number two, we're called to arise, to go forward into the glory of the Lord. The glory of God was important. The glory of God was all about Israel. The glory had been leading them, and the glory led them to the Red Sea. The, Lord, the Lord's glory was in front of them and led them out so that Egypt would pursue Sometimes God is positioning your enemy. He's baiting your enemy. Listen to me. Go to the Red Sea. Go out. God was baiting the enemy to follow so that once and for all, God could deal with the Egyptian army. Amen? He baits them all the way to the Red Sea. And what looked, this came so uh, clear to me, it, God position them that the Red Sea to them looked like an obstacle but it was going to be their final victory over their enemy that's good because what you've been facing the challenge in front of you may be what God's going to use to defeat the enemy that's behind you hallelujah everyone look at Isaiah 60 we've been in the arise vision Almost one year. May 3rd, we'll celebrate the one-year anniversary. But God gave us this passage. It says, arise and shine. At some point, we've got to get up and we've got to begin to shine. For thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. What is the light from? It's from his glory, his Shekinah presence. I was listening to the team from the Czech Republic as they got back last evening and there was some testimony shared and there were some prayer requests shared. And one of the prayer requests was from one of the leaders that's there in, in the Teen Challenge Center. And one of his adult children has gone wayward and living out in sin. And my heart reached out and I prayed several times since last evening for this individual's adult child. And just calling them back. But I was reminded of the covenant promise that God made that when his light comes upon his people. You know, verse 2 identifies the problem that's going to be happening in the last day. There's going to be darkness upon the face of the people. Gross darkness shall be upon the people. But God has an answer for the spiritual darkness of this hour. Look at verse 2. There's an answer for the spiritual darkness. That's the light of his presence, the light of his glory. Amen? 
that when his light or his glory rests upon a people, it says the Gentiles are going to flow to the light. We can't cause the flowing of the Gentiles. We can't cause what happens in verse 3, 4, and 5, and 6 where, where the, the sons that are wayward, we can't cause wayward sons to come home. But if you get the glory of the light of his presence back in your home, back in your family, I'm telling you, God says that a natural outgrowth or an, out, an outflow of his presence, his glory, his sons are coming home from afar. How many have wayward children? I want you to hold your hand up. I want you to receive this word right now. I want you to listen to me. Get the presence of God back on your life more than ever before. Arise and shine. Let his presence, the light of his glory be on your home. Because the Bible prophesies the darkness is there, but the answer to the darkness is the presence of God. And when the presence of God is there, it says the sons are coming from afar. It says daughters are going to nurse at the sides of their mothers. I'm telling you, the word of God is yes and amen, and it will work today. Get his presence Back in our homes, our families, our churches, amen. God gave us this vision of arise. Verse 6 of Isaiah 60, the camels are coming. They're bringing their gold and incense. And God says in verse 7, I'll glorify the house where I've chosen to place my glory. The arise vision is about souls being saved. The arise vision is about eternities being changed. It is about building some facilities. And we're building the first of the two buildings Right now, the lodge, and hopefully it'll be done in the next two months or thereabouts. And that will be a facility for all of this church family that everyone will reap benefits from. But then we've got to expand our nurseries. We've got to expand our children's areas and, and, and the lobby to accommodate what God is doing among us. And that's part of the vision that we'll go into. But I just want to remind us, friends, that children are at the heart of what God's doing. Jesus said in Matthew 19, 14, Suffer the little children to come unto me, and of such, for of such is the kingdom of God. Matthew 18, 3, he said, Except ye be as a little child, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of God. And I believe this church has a great children's ministry, but we need to see it facilitate more and more children. I believe if we're going to reach this generation, we've got to reach children. Amen. Certainly, we've got to reach young people. We've got to reach couples and families. And we've got to reach our senior citizens. But we can never lose sight of who Jesus took up in his arms and he blessed them. And he said, suffer them to come unto me and forbid them not. Another part is blessing Israel. You know, we were in Israel in March. And we brought together ministry after ministry. And we sowed and we blessed Israel Right off the top, giving 10% of Arise to bless Israel. When you support Arise, you're a part of blessing Israel in an incredible way. The pastor of one of the large churches of Israel sent me a text yesterday. He's going to be in town this week and wants to meet with us. I'm telling you, God has given us a connection with a lot of different ministries, and we are sowing into that land. Now, you know, I don't have problems with people that do through a lot of other resources. There's a lot of ministries outside of Israel that are sending monies to Israel. But we have been called to sow into that land specifically. And that means ministries that we can we know are there, their, their offices are there, their work is there. We can verify that. And we are sowing into those ministries. Amen. 
but also it's to make pilgrimages there. I asked several different leaders that we met with how we can bless Israel, how we can help Israel. And from the Knesset member that we met with, who is not a believer, to other members and people in Israel, they said one of the greatest ways you can bless Israel is bring people here. Because there is something that happens when people come here that cannot happen unless they walk on this ground and they sense what is revealed not by flesh and blood that only God reveals. And I'm telling you, one of the greatest ways, and we walked on that land a year and a half ago with, with a group of this congregation last, uh, then a few weeks ago uh, with some leaders from the church. Next April, we're going to be taking a group. It is a spiritual pilgrimage, friends, where we go and we pray Right before the election took place in Israel, I, I didn't think it coincidence or happenstance that we walked into the Knesset. We were given opportunity to go in that 99.9% .9 of the groups absolutely don't have that opportunity. But we went in there already. The tables and the computers were out for the election that was forthcoming that took place a couple. We were able to anoint with all the hands on those tables and those computers. We were able to pray with Knesset members that were being voted on. I don't think that happenstance that God had us there a, a week before the elections so that we could pray and intercede as a congregation. Amen. God knows what he's doing. On May 3rd, we're going to have our anniversary celebration, and it's going to be a great celebration. And for everyone that's new in the church, we want you to understand the vision. We want you to be a part of the vision. We want you to celebrate with us. And we want you to be prepared uh, at whatever level God allows you to be at to join the vision and be a part of the vision because God's doing something miraculous. Point number three, it's time to march. Look at Moses in Exodus 14. He stretches forth his hand over the sea and the Lord caused the sea the wind to blow and the sea to roll back. Moses had to do something. Moses had to initiate something. Your step of faith, your activity of faith. What if Moses had never stretched forth his hand? I submit to you the wind would have never blown and the sea would have never divided. God needs a man just like you. God needs a woman just like you that in faith believing you will stretch forth your hand and believe that this is the hour that God wants to awaken America. That God wants to send revival. The stretching forth of the hand can be being faithful to prayers and intercession times where we need prayer warriors. That that is your ministry gift is to come pray with us. Come intercede. Come believe God that we can see this nation turn back to God. Amen. The stretching forth of your hand may be to use your talent and your skill level in some area of the Lord's church uh, to see the work of God go forth in a powerful way. But at some point, you got to stretch forth your hand. And what God has put in every one of our hands is very different. Moses had a staff. Some have a pen. Some have a, some other instruments that God has placed in your hand. But you've got to stretch forth your hand. And it's got to be available to the God who can do the supernatural. He took his staff and planted it. I want you to watch Hollywood's version. 
but I cannot believe this is the end you plan for us. We have watched you bring terror on our enemies. You kept death from our door. I'm telling you, God caused a red sea to split open and divided the waters, the scripture says, from the right to the left. They passed through their obstacle to their promise. God is going to cause you to pass through some things that have defined you, some things that have stopped you, some things that have stood in front of you. There's a Red Sea that is there that has held you back. I'm here to declare, stretch forth your hand. God is wanting to part some things today. Help me just a little bit. God wants to divide some things that have held the church back from its ultimate victory in reaching this generation. But personally, there's some things that have held you back. A Red Sea in front of you, Egyptians behind you, mountains to your left. And you're hemmed in, but stretch forth your hand. And it had to happen some way. I'm going to share a little insight in the next part of this about that. But it had to happen. And the Bible says that did happen. That the sea parted. One of the most incredible miracles of God's supernatural intervention. 3,500 years ago. And God has not changed, friends. God is not dead. God has not gone out of business. I believe there's some people that can pick up a staff. Whatever God's put in your hand. And you can plant that staff. And you can decree and miracles will happen. I believe there's a generation. That can believe God in this hour. And we can plant some things to the saving of America. Amen. Amen. What? has seen the demise spiritually of our nation 
and the destruction of America's morals and spiritual foundation. Friends, we can see this nation return to God. Pastor Chris, get me that bass over there. Reinhard Bonnke stood here on this platform last Sunday. And he made the statement, revival is right now for America. This is America's hour. This is America's time. How many believe that? Friends, cannot God divide the ocean? Cannot God cause the waters to roll back? Everything that's confronting the church standing before us, looming in front of us to the salvation of a nation for men returning to their God, women returning to their God, young people returning to their God. This lost generation, if somebody will dare just take a staff in their hand and we plant the staff, the American flag today, declaring we want revival in America. We want this nation to bow and confess the Lordship of Jesus. I want everybody to slip your hands up and let's pray for America right now. Come on. All across this room, up in the balcony, the lower floor, the galleries, online, right now, everybody lift your hands. I want you to lift up your voice and let's pray for our nation. We call America to God, to the foundation of the Scriptures, the holy writ of God's Word, the Ten Commandments. Father, we stand on the authority today of Your Word. Lord, knowing that there's a lot happening in our world, leading men down the wrong path, and we stand in agreement for revival today and a mighty outpouring of your Spirit, a mighty move of God in these days. Shake this nation. Let Northeast Florida and Southeast Georgia be a land of Goshen, O oh God, in this hour. Hallelujah. Come on, Lord, church, let's lift up a shout to the Lord. Come on, just lift up a shout. That ocean, that sea, dip. we speak to that sea, depart, divide, divide. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. With every head bowed and every eye closed, you're here this morning and you've not given your life to Christ friends the greatest thing that you can do for your home and family the greatest thing that you can do for this nation is give your life to Jesus and begin to serve him the coming of the Lord is near the coming of the Lord is at hand and you need to repent and draw nigh unto God before it's too late if you need prayer and you know you're not where you ought to be with the Lord in your life I want you to raise your hand for prayer right now all across this sanctuary. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come on, up in the balcony. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. On the lower floor, if you're not where you ought to be, if you've been running from God, you want prayer this morning, I want you to slip your hand up. Come on. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. John the Baptist preached a message of repentance, and the crowds came to him. And if you need to repent of sin in your life, you know that something is, some things have been going on and you want forgiveness 
in your life. I want you to hold your hand up for prayer right now. Come on. Yes, all over the room. Amen. You need forgiveness. Christ's forgiveness. Maybe you're a believer, but there's some spiritual attacks and spiritual things going on, and you need prayer. I want you to slip your hand up right now. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. All three of those categories, if you raised your hand, I want to invite you to come to the front right now. Move from where you're standing. I want our prayer partners, our altar workers, our pastors, and those deacons who help us pray to come to the front right now. Come on. From all across this room, I want you to move. Amen. Come on, move. You lifted your hand for prayer. You need the Lord in your life. You're not saved. You're not born again. You've allowed sin in your life this week, and you want forgiveness of Christ. Come on, I want you to make your way to the front right now in the name of Jesus. Or you're under spiritual attack, I want you to come. Come on, press. Come on, let's give them a hand and give everybody a hand. This is incredible. Amen. Come on, Jennifer, lead us. to repeat this prayer dear God in heaven thank you that you hear my prayer I come in the powerful name of Jesus and I confess that he is Lord I confess my sins and failures and I repent of each one I ask you to come into my heart be my Lord and Savior and by the grace of God, I will live and serve you. Thank you for forgiveness. That you have forgiven and washed away all my sins. And by faith, I'm your child. I welcome the work of your Holy Spirit to touch my life and anoint me. In Jesus' name. 
Everybody say amen. I want everyone. Friends, we must have the Holy Ghost. We need the empowerment of the Spirit. And I want you to slip your hands up, and I want every person to just welcome the presence of the Holy Spirit right now. Come on, just welcome the Holy Spirit. Invite the work of the Holy Spirit. Come on, just invite the Holy Ghost. As the Spirit gives utterance, you begin to pray in tongues. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. There is a dunamis, there is a power that's available. There's a power that's available right now. Be filled with the Spirit. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you, sweet presence of God. The gift of the Holy Spirit has been given, and Lord, we welcome the Spirit's work. Come on, I want everybody to pray in the Spirit right now. Online, come on, just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. Welcome, sweet wind of God. Every person that needs healing in your body, I want you to hold a hand up right now. You need healing in your life. Come on, I want everybody to turn around. I want you to find somebody with their hand up. I want you to lay hands on them in Jesus' name. They need healing in their body. I want you to lay hands on them right now. Jesus said, you will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Come on, look around you. You will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Father, right now in simple obedience to your son's word, he told us to lay hands on the sick and recovery would begin. Lord, we command sickness and disease to leave your people. For the Spirit of God that we've invited to work among us, the healing gifts of the Spirit begin now to be released in this fellowship. Be healed. Every person that has a pain right now in your body, we speak to that pain. We command it to go in the name that's above every name. Right now, deafness cease. Blindness halt and stop. In Jesus' name, lameness must go. Be healed by the authority of He who we have praised throughout this service, the risen Savior. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, everyone, sing this. You, Lord. Be healed of cancer. Be healed of that diabetic condition, that heart condition, that arthritis. In the name of Jesus. The Lord manifest His healing right now and it be released. Stretch forth your hands. Stretch forth your hands.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our God is on the throne. Amen. We just received word that Papa Troy, Brother Troy James, has just entered heaven. And uh, he has prayed for this for a long time, that the Lord would go ahead and take him. But God's timing is always perfect. He's a dear brother. I was telling the, the audience and the, the people in the early service, he has had the spirit of an armor bearer all of his years. We don't have that actual title in the church. That is a title in some churches. But he's had the spirit of an armor bearer. He's a dear man. And we've been asked to preach his funeral this week. We don't have those times worked out, but we'll be praying and ministering to the family. We celebrate his last wish over the last number of months because he could not get to church. He said, Pastor, he told me numbers of times. He said, I want God to give me one more opportunity to be in God's house. One more. He watches every Sunday on live stream. But Easter Sunday, he sat right back here and he was worshiping God two weeks ago today and just celebrating, I'm telling you. Hallelujah. God is a good God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I, if you cannot be here tonight, you watch live stream. You don't want to miss the video and you certainly don't want to miss the announcement. You're going to shout hallelujah. But come on, we're going to sing this in conclusion. Come on, our God is stronger. Our God is here.